Hello, this is Claire Astbury. I've been an Archers listener since 2002 and was a regular contributor to the former BBC The Archers message boards known as Mustardland. More recently, I've participated in various online fan groups and I'm a long-time caller inera to the Dumpty Dum podcast. Since the start of the coronavirus lockdown in March 2020, I've spent more time involved in Archer's fan activity than actually listening to the programme, being a regular attendee of the Saturday Academic Archer's Group and Dumpty Dum Zoom, up, Zoom meetups. My career as a housing professional with 25 years experience informed my analysis of rural housing issues which was, which was presented to the 2018 Academic Archers Conference at the British Library and included in Flapjacks and Feudalism, Social Mobility and Class in the Archers, Courage and Headland 2020. In this book, my research into online fan cultures and subcultures has been expanded from my presentation to the 2020 Academic Archers Conference in Reading. Chapter 1. Fans, Flouncers, Fundamentalists. Understanding Online Archers Fan Cultures. Claire Asbury. Section 1. Research Motivation. The internet age, and social media in particular, provides fans with a variety of platforms and means of discussing the archers, as well as ways to connect with each other and with people involved in the programme itself. See also Bailey in this volume. As a listener and fan who comments on the Archers on the Dumpty Dum podcast, on Twitter and in various Facebook groups, I noticed I was making choices about where and how I commented on storylines, characters and action in Ambridge. I was interested in how others use online fan spaces and why they value the spaces they use to connect to each other and talk about the programme. In addition, there were clearly different norms and differences in language between different online fan spaces. I wanted to find out more about these differences, how they manifested and how subcultures grow amongst a broader fan base. This chapter relays my findings. Section 2. The Research I carried out two online surveys. One was to members of online groups and fan spaces. I will refer to this as the main survey which took place in December 2019. It was wide-ranging and returned over a thousand responses. The second, in January 2020, specifically targeted moderators of online fan groups. Both surveys were anonymous. In order to, achieve, in order to achieve the greatest reach for the surveys, I spent several months researching as many Archers fan-themed groups as I could find and joining as many groups as possible across message boards such as Reddit and Mumsnet, Facebook groups and other online spaces. I was then able to promote the survey in all these spaces, encouraging people to respond and to share it with fellow Archers fans. However, some groups are easier to locate and join than others. This means that the surveys, both of participants and moderators, cannot hope to be fully comprehensive and representative of the full breadth of fan cultures and online fan spaces. Section 3. Demographics. They're not all middle-aged knitting Guardian readers, but a lot are, comment from the participant survey. The demographic information from the survey can only reflect those people who chose to respond and complete that section of the questionnaire. 
Accordingly, the sample may not be representative of the broader audience of the archers. Indeed, the prevalence of certain age groups and genders in different social media spaces and the propensity of different demographic groups to respond to surveys may have directly impacted upon the demographics of respondents. The personal reach of the researcher, myself, may have influenced the number of returns from the groups within which the researcher was more active, and there is in some indication that this is the case, because the three Facebook groups most represented were Archer's Appreciation, 305, Dumpty Dum, 222, and Academic Archers, 197. To summarise the overall demographics for the main survey, the responses showed a significant prevalence of women over 55 who had listened to the programme for over 30 years, the detail of which is shown below. I have been given responses in percentages and commented where this is not representative of some demographic information, for example, where responses were from fewer than 1% of participants. Section 4. Gender. The most significant demographic result was the dominance of women within the main survey cohort, female 83%, male 15%, prefer not to say 2%, and non-binary 0.5%. Amongst group moderators, there was a different gender balance. Women were still more likely to be fan group moderators, but the ratio of men to women was very slightly closer, female 76%, male 20%, and non-binary 4%. Section 5. Age. Although three people aged under 25 responded to the main survey, the majority of respondents were over 55, with the full research as results as follows. 26 to 40, 7%. 41 to 55, 34%. 56 to 70, 48%. 71 and over, 8%. Prefer not to say 3%. The age profile of moderators was concentrated in the 41 to 70 range, with no over 70s represented. 26 to 44%, 41 to 55, 40%, 56 to 70, 52%, prefer not to say 4%. Section 6. Time listened to the archers. I asked respondents about the length of time they had listened to the programme. There was a clear trend towards longer listening time, with responses rate rising for each time period group, and those listening longest are more likely to have responded to the survey. It could therefore be suggested that longer term listeners are more likely to engage online and or answer surveys about it. On reflection, given the 70 year history of the programme, the survey would have been better designed if the over 41 listening years cohort could have been analysed by decade bands. The trend for engagement offline followed the same pattern. The main survey asked whether respondents had been involved in any pre-internet fan activity, such as postal-based fan clubs, events or local groups. Table 1 shows the breakdown of listening time in the main survey and the proportion of each listener group to have been, active, to have been an active fan pre-internet. It shows, perhaps unsurprisingly, that new listeners to the programme are unlikely to have engaged in any non-internet fan groups, whilst those listeners who have been with the programme prior to the internet age were increasingly likely to have participated in fan activity offline, with nearly a fifth of those listening over 40 years having described pre-internet fan activity. I'll now describe Table 1. 
This has three columns showing the timeless into the arches, what proportion of the main survey responded to this section, and of those groups, how many had declared pre-internet fan activity. Breakdown of listening time and pre-internet active fandom, ASPE 2021. Time listening to the Archers, zero to two years, 1% of main survey respondents, of which 0% had had pre-internet fan activity. Time listening to the Archers, three to five years, 8% of main survey respondents, of which 0% had declared pre-internet fan activity. Six to 10 years, 9% of main survey respondents, of which 1% declared pre-internet fan activity. Time listening to the Archers, 11 to 20 years, 14% of main survey respondents, of which 3% declared pre-internet fan activity. Time listening to the Archers, 21 to 30 years, 16% of main survey respondents, of which 6% declared pre-internet fan activity. Time listening to the Archers, 31 to 40 years, 19% of main survey respondents, of which 16% declared pre-internet fan activity. 41 years and over listening to the Archers, 32% of main survey respondents, of which 18% declared pre-internet fan activity. Section seven background and location. At the instigation of one of my survey testers, Lonnie Bahar, I included questions about the national background and current location of Archers fans. This helped to identify how the Archers and the fan base around it provides meaning for UK citizens living abroad and for non-UK citizens who are not usually brought up with BBC Radio and came to it later in life. Whilst most respondents were located in the United Kingdom, 85%, and predominantly England, 77%, there were participants from across the world, most notably North America and Canada, for which accounted for 5% of respondents. Comparing the current location and nationality of respondents in Table 2 demonstrated that non-British residents outside of the United Kingdom were more motivated to be moderators within fan groups. I'll now describe Table 2. This looks at the nationality and location of respondents to the main survey and the moderator survey. Table 2, Location and Nationality of Survey Respondents, Asprey 2021. United Kingdom National in United Kingdom, 85% of the main survey, 68% of the moderator survey. United Kingdom National outside the United Kingdom, 7% of the main survey, 12% of the moderator survey. Non-United Kingdom national in the United Kingdom, 3% of main survey, 0% of moderator survey. Non-United Kingdom national outside the United Kingdom, 5% of main survey, 20% of moderator survey. Section eight, online fan locations. When it comes to where people engage online, I had by far the largest response from Facebook users, 75% of all people who responded. This was followed by Twitter, 32%, podcast listeners, 16%, then message boards, 8%, and websites, 5%. Just over half the respondents were only using one platform, although they may be in multiple groups, especially given the plurality of Facebook groups. 
Around a quarter, 23%, were engaging on two and 11% were involved in three different online spaces. This provides an indication as to how Archer's fan language may transfer between different online groups. Section 9. Preferred online spaces and perceptions of cultures. A central part of my research focused on the reason for the multiplicity of and varied ways of interacting with other Archers fans online about the programme and many other topics. The main research questionnaire uncovered many more online spaces than I had previously identified, including 71 individual Facebook groups. The survey only specified 19. When asked their views on the statement, I notice a different group culture in different online Archers fan spaces, only 3% of respondents who answered that question disagreed, and 70% agreed. A total of 82% of those who responded agreed with the statement, I have a favourite online group or space. Of those who responded to the specific questions, around two-fifths of people, 42%, identified with using different groups or online spaces for different discussions. 30% of respondents had left the group or online space due to the culture or atmosphere of the group and 49% had added more groups or spaces over time. Longer-term fans are more likely to have moved across different discussion spaces. Around one-third of respondents to the main survey took the opportunity to comment in a free text question about their views on different groups. Common themes were observation about the different approaches to swearing, talking about non-archers content, the spin-off groups for general chat, crafts, politics and or pets among other specialties. With so many options available, people find the groups which work for them and leave the ones which do not. The comments also show how online engagement can encourage people to listen and vice versa. For example, in uk.media.radio.archers, they are politer than most Usenet groups and they have been for longer. Female, 71+. Plus. Some of the Facebook groups I've been in are just fuelled with hate. Female, 26 to 40. Archer's appreciation used to be very friendly, but after Mustard Line closed and lots more people joined it, it became a very cliquey group. Female, 26 to 40. Archer's unofficial official is my favourite. Rude, sweary, anarchic, honest, very good fun. Male, 41 to 55. I left the one Facebook group I joined because it was completely different to the clever wit of Twitter. Female, 41 to 55. A group I left tended to be intolerant with a bullying leader. Female, 56 to 70. Archer's appreciation is gloriously rambunctious, sweary and anarchic. Male, 41 to 55. We do not acknowledge cast or actors. It is real life and we hate them all. Female, 56 to 70. I'm only on Twitter because of the archers, and I only listen to the archers because of the tweet-along. Female, 41 to 55. There is a nasty amount of bullying as well. Gender and age not disclosed. Archers chit-chat is barely about the archers, but that is what brought us together. Females, 56 to 70. They vary. Sometimes the subcultures become very sexist or offensive, overtaken by a mob mentality. I leave at this point. Female, 56 to 70. Some fan groups are sanctimonious and unwelcoming. Female, 41 to 55. The internet has its share of fakes and archer sites are no different. Sometimes they are fun, 
sometimes used to hurt. Male, 41 to 55. Moderators were very clear about both managing the culture of their group and differentiating it from others. Nearly three-fifths, 58% of moderators, had expressly set up a group to meet a need which they did not feel was currently being met in another group or online space. When asked about rules and culture of their group, moderators shared explicit examples relating to their group which showed the range of cultures, including some groups which only discuss the archers and other groups which barely discuss the programme at all. We have explicit rules which are rigorously enforced. We have some inside jokes which a new person would have to adjust to. We insist that the group only discusses the archers. People also behave differently in different groups, which can sometimes be a surprise. Section 10. Tracking cultures through language. Alongside collecting the comments and experiences of group members and moderators, I experimented with tracing cultural differences and similarities through use of language, specifically slang terms. Of responses to my main survey, 50% noticed different use of slang and euphemisms across different groups, and 51% identified shared slang across different groups. I chose 17 nicknames, euphemisms or archer slang terms from the vast amount in circulation to test familiarity and usage. Figure 2 shows the level of recognition with the most recognised at the bottom of the list and least recognised at the top of it. In full, the standard I was working to for these phrases was Sausage Boy equals Tom Archer Titchinob equals Rob Titchener Ooh, no! equals a phrase from Ruth Archer in a Geordie accent Taking him or her up Lakey Hill equals a euphemism for sex Saint equals Shula Hebden Lloyd. Flouncing equals an on, leaving an online group or space, sometimes by posting a picture of a fancy frock and telling people about it. Auntie Cardboard equals Christine Barford. Hootie equals Jim, Jill Archer. Carpet equals PC Harrison Burns. Hypocrite and Sanctimonious equals Shula Hebden Lloyd. Can only cook oven pizza badly equals Ruth Archer. Bats for Darrington equals homosexual. Aren't cows brilliant equals Johnny Phillips as comically impersonated by Lucy V. Freeman on the Dumpty Dum podcast in the style of the BBC's The Fast Show. Hungarian translation equals sexual infidelity, specifically with reference to Brian Aldridge and Siobhan Hathaway. NSBL equals not so busy Lizzie. Elizabeth Partiter. SATTC equals shaking Ambridge to the core, the 60th anniversary events, primarily Nigel Partiter's death from the roof of Lower Loxley. ISW SHW equals it's what Sid would have wanted following the death of Sid Perks in 2010. I took a few phrases to analyse the features more closely. This is where I'll insert later the table of slang recognition. Note to Cara. I took a few of the phrases to analyse the features more closely. Phrase 1. SATTC. Shaking Ambridge to the core. Almost everyone who said they recognised this abbreviation attributed it to Nigel Partridge's death and the 60th anniversary. 
As this abbreviation dates from 2011, it's understandable that it has a low recognition from newer listeners. Although the recognition increased significantly for people listening 11 years and more, it peaked at 12% recognition, which was comparatively low. Respondents who engage on website forums were more likely to recognise the phrase, but these were also more likely to be long-term listeners. Phrase 2. Flouncing. Flouncing was a fairly well-recognised term, with 92% indicating it related to leaving an online space. This is one of the phrases I tested which does not relate to the archers at all, but specifically relates to online space. Flouncing has high recognition across the longest-running archers Facebook groups, which were set up in the wake of the closure of the BBC Mustard Ban message board. Many respondents specifically mentioned the archers appreciation group. However, it was a recognised term across several Facebook groups, with 64% of Facebook universing respondents identifying it. There are also high levels of recognition, especially in the message boards, 51%, and websites, 44%, which tend to predate Facebook. Flouncing has an entry in the online urban dictionary, demonstrating a life beyond Archer's fandom into the wider internet. To the to leave an internet group or thread with exaggerated drama, urbandictionary.com. Urbandictionary.com. Phrase three. Aren't cows brilliant? This was a niche slang reference, which would have mainly been familiar to listeners of the Dumpty Dum podcast. Unsurprisingly, 69% of all Dumpty Dum listeners correctly identified the phrase, but 24 of those who identified it made no mention of Dumpty Dum in their responses around online engagement. Either they did not specify their familiarity with Dumpty Dum or Freeman's monologues, or the phrase is starting to break out of its origins into wider non-attributed usage and understanding. Phrase 4. Sausage Boy In an example of art imitating life, the most recognised nickname has recently been echoed in the show itself. Listeners have been using the slang term Sausage Boy to refer to Tom Archer for nearly two decades, since he was a young man. In July 2021, we found out in The Archers that neighbours in the Beechwood WhatsApp group, who will only have met Tom in in the last couple of years, in his late 30s, referred to him as Mr Sausage. Section 11. Benefits of online groups. Online Archers fan spaces fulfil many needs, especially as new groups form and old groups subdivide, creating targeted spin-offs for discussing personal lives, books, TV, crafts, politics, health, pets and much more. A significant number of the Archers group on Facebook did not specifically relate to the programme at all and were, rather, just using the Archers fan base as a starting point for other discussions. The most reported examples were Archers Political, with 80 respondents, Archers Cats, with 80 respondents, Archers Against Brexit, 77 respondents, and Archers Single Social, 61 respondents. I asked main survey respondents about the benefits they derive from online engagement with other Archers fans. The response was predominantly positive, with 75% agreeing they looked forward to discussing the Archers online and 76% saying it increased their enjoyment of the Archers. Positive responses were high across all respondents regardless of how they engaged, their age or gender and the length of time they had listened. However, the importance of an online community for Archers fans outside the United Kingdom shone through, especially for non-Brits living outside the United Kingdom, three quarters of whom, 75%, said they only knew other Archers listeners online. 
This compared with 16% of Brits in the United Kingdom who only knew other Archers listeners online. When asked if they only discussed the Archers online, 64% of non-Brits outside the United Kingdom agreed, compared to 36% of Brits in the UK. Fans who are not in the United Kingdom appear to have a particular dedication to the programme and to online communities, with non-British people listening to outside the United Kingdom most likely to have met up with other Archers fans in real life, despite or maybe because they are more isolated. A total of 30% of non-British fans outside the United Kingdom and 29% of non-British fans in the United Kingdom have attended a meetup compared to 27% of British fans in the UK and 21% of British fans outside the UK. Asked to react to the statement, participating in Archers online fan groups increases my enjoyment of the Archers, only 2% of people disagreed. The role of online spaces to discuss the programme clearly comes into their own when challenging storylines are running. Several comments referenced the Robin Helen storyline as a particularly traumatic one. Sometimes I find them helpful if a storyline is traumatic or sad. Female, 41 to 55. The Helen and Rob ordeal led me into Twitter. I finally signed up so that I could share the pain of the story with listeners in real time. My partner is not an Archers fan and I was fed up of crying and shouting at the radio on my own. Gender not provided, 41 to 55. I'm an American with no friends or family who listen to the Archers. It was during the Rob days that being an isolated listener became difficult as I was really in need of someone to talk to about what I was hearing. Female, 41 to 55. I find it funny when they reflect my own annoyance, excitement or amusement. Female, 41 to 55. The tweet along increases my enjoyment of the Archers and without it, I may have stopped listening at times. Female, 41 to 55. They're a good source of context for newer listeners. They also provide a helpful place to process major plot developments. Male, 56 to 70. A lifelong listener who only discovered the online archers world in recent years, it has added depth, laughter and enrichment to my listening. Female, 56 to 70. In terms of the wider benefits, across the main survey, 30% of people said they'd made friends from being involved in online Archers fan spaces, and 28% had received emotional or practical support there. Older people, and those who had listened longest, were more likely to mention that they had made friends or received emotional or practical support from fellow Archers fans via online discussion. This was highest for fans using dedicated websites. Older listeners were also more likely to enjoy discussing non-Archers subjects within an Archers fan group. Men were not well represented in the main survey as a whole, but were very unlikely to comment on the friendship and support aspects of the group as opposed to the Archers-focused aspects or other elements of group dynamics. Some of the comments offered in regard to the personal benefits of online fan engagement were There's a real warmth to be found in the Archers fan groups, sometimes. Female. 41 to 55, has given me purpose in life when things have been difficult, non-binary, 56 to 70. Although I have not reached out to the other Archers fans on Twitter in times of need, I have witnessed it many times and have been very touched by the care that this community shows each other when they are vulnerable, female, 25 to 40. Our off-topic conversations are wide-ranging, supportive of each other and emotionally nourishing, female 71 plus. They are there as friends in times of sadness and worry or when advice is needed. 
female 71 plus. I have some really life genuinely I have some real life genuinely supportive friendships as a result of joining Archers groups. We crowdfund for members when their children are ill, visit each other when in intercontinental holidays, go on holiday together. These are some of the best friendships I've ever had. Female, 56 to 70. They're mostly lovely places to engage with. They're a great social place to hang out. Male, 41 to 55. Section 12. Conclusion. In conclusion, there are multiple and diverse ways for Archers fans to discuss their Archers or non-Archers issues online. People have set up their own spaces or moved across spaces over time. Some groups are seen by some people as hostile environments at times. However, fans generally vote with their virtual feet and find the spaces which work for them. When fans find their tribe, they are enthusiastic about their groups. In terms of fan subcultures, Many aspects of fan euphemisms and slang are common across Archer's groups, but there is some evidence for specialist customs and language developing within discrete online fan spaces. Section 13. A note about COVID-19. The research I undertook captures a moment in time, which happened to be just before the COVID-19 pandemic. Other chapters of this book will touch upon the way in which lockdowns in particular drove additional online engagement. Since this research was undertaken, additional online activities have added to the range of customs and subcultures. These include the new slang term, felpashamed, for tuning in on a day which, because of the reduced output in the pandemic, no longer has an episode. Several new online social activities and forms of online engagement have started during the pandemic, such as the Friday evening Archer's Twitter quiz, dum-to-dum Zoom meetups, academic Archer's Saturday omnibuses and its ongoing Saturday social group on Zoom, plus two new podcasts, Ambridge on the Couch and the Cider Shed Pod. During the same period, the emerging dum-to-dum flick chat group closed as a result of the platform skewing away from general fan activity to being sports focused. My research showed that members value Archer's fan groups for combating isolation and providing social support and this has certainly been manifested through the pandemic. Section 14, Acknowledgements. I would like to record now my thanks to fellow academic archer Claire Cadogan, who facilitated the hosting of the surveys. Section 15, References. Ambridge on the Couch, Podcast. Dumpty Dum, Podcast. The Cider Shed, Podcast. The Fast Show, 1994-2014, BBC Two. Urban Dictionary. This is Claire Astbury. Figure two, recognition levels of different The Archers listener stang phrases, Astbury 2021. IWSWHW, it's what Sid would have wanted. Don't recognise, 672. Not sure, 101. Do recognise, 71. SATTC, shaking average to the core. Don't recognise, 608. Not sure, 133. Do recognise, 107. NSBL, not so busy Lizzie. Don't recognise, 631. Not sure, 66. Do recognise, 177. Hungarian translations. Don't recognise, 453. 
Not sure, 197. Do recognise, 216. Aren't cows brilliant? Don't recognise, 412. Not sure, 170. Do recognise, 277. Bats for Darrington. Don't recognise, 333. Not sure, 151. Do recognise, 382. Can only cook oven pizza badly. Don't recognise, 310. Not sure, 111. Do recognise, 434. Hypocrite, sanctimonious. Don't recognise, 234. Not sure, 159. Do recognise, 458. Carpet. Don't recognise, 326. Not sure, 33. Do recognise, 486. Hootie. Don't recognise, 313. Not sure, 54. Do recognise, 494. Auntie Cardboard. Not, don't recognise, 250. Not sure, 95. Do recognise, 513. Flouncing. Don't recognise, 183. Not sure, 131. Do recognise, 542. Saint. Don't recognise, 191. Not sure, 76. Do recognise, 590. Taking him or her up Lakey Hill. Don't recognise, 119. Not sure, 123. Do recognise, 610. Ooh, no! Don't recognise, 162. Not sure, 53. Do recognise, 635. Titchy Knob. Don't recognise, 105. Not sure, 45. Do recognise, 701. Sausage Boy. Don't recognise, 87. Not sure, 40. Do recognise, 727.